Welcome back to the Ice Passports Podcast. I'm Griff. I'm Matt. It's Thanksgiving week. Yeah, happy um, Thanksgiving to those of you that celebrate. Yeah, um, it's one of the best days of the year. Yeah, the big three Fs. Family, well, for some of you, food, and, and football. football. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, Thanksgiving football, um, it's it's like no other. Um, even if we're not getting the best games, um, which this year they're not, not too bad. Yeah, well, I mean, come on. What's more American than sitting at the dinner table, filling your, your yourself until you're stuffed, like literally like your, your button on your pants is, is about to break, and then moving over to the couch, slumping out, and falling asleep to the Lions losing on Thanksgiving. Like nothing's more American than that. Yeah. Except this year might be different results because Lions, Lions are actually – Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, You know what's not good? Um, a bunch of quarterback injuries. Yeah, I mean that, that, that's that's really been a downside of this season. Um, well, I mean that, one of two things. I, I feel like I, I I don't know if this is an actual statistic or not. I haven't looked into this, but it's felt like this has been one of the most low scoring seasons in recent years. Um, I, I know we had like that big seventy point week by the Dolphins. Yeah, but I just feel like there's been a lot of low scoring games this season. Um, and maybe that is part to all the quarterback injuries that are happening. Um, I mean, recently uh, on Thursday, Burrow hurt his wrist. Yep, is out now for the year. out for the year. Uh, Watson this past week uh, was announced out for the year with a shoulder injury. Womp, womp. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to touch too much on that. Um, he might. But he might. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, we also have Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, Anthony Richardson, and of course my beloved Perk Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well, Rodgers is saying he wants to be back by Week 16. Yeah, if, there's no point now. Yeah, it, we if, stink. If the Jets are still in contention, we but, stink. Yeah, is that what I've been smelling? Yeah, it's the Jets. Yeah, uh, it's really bad. That offense, man, it's just it's not clicking. No, not at all. There was um, a little the stretch. Really bad. A little stretch in the middle of the year that like they look decent. But, no, I mean, like, the thing is, Garrett Wilson's out here cooking every every corner that's on him. Mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson's always getting open. Brees Hall can make some electric plays. The O-line is terrible. Like, even in the game yesterday, poor, like, Zach Wilson, yeah, sure, he's not great. Um, I, I will still stand by the fact that he's not the sole reason this team's terrible. Um, Nathaniel Hackett went into the season preparing for Aaron Rodgers, and they didn't have a backup plan. They didn't think this was going to happen, and to come up with this whole, this whole new system for Zach Wilson on the spot, it's just not working out. Hackett's not doing a great job. The O line's terrible. Zach Wilson had like less than two seconds almost every time he dropped back yesterday. It, you can't do much there. And then when when you realize that their passing game's not a threat, you just stack the box, and then Brees Hall can't do anything. Right. So they're in this weird position. Like the defense is really good. Um, they didn't look great yesterday, but they were on the field almost the entire game. And I don't know, like all these people that are saying, like, get rid of Joe Douglas, get rid of Rob Sala. The only guy I could see losing his job in all honesty is Nathaniel Hackett. I I, I think some of the blame has got to fall on Sala as well, because he was the one that brought in, brought in Hackett to begin with. I know, I know a lot of the, you know, uh, reasons that, Hackett was brought in was because of Rodgers, yeah, and that, that that correlation with Aaron Rodgers. But you know, at the same time, I don't know, it does suck losing your your starting quarterback. 
And will they probably be given another year? Yes. Especially with how lights out the defense has been playing. Well, Olbrick's got to keep his job. Yeah, well, and, and Joe Douglas, I mean, he can't control the injuries. He's no. controlling who's getting rostered. And on paper, I mean, who could have accounted for, well, first off, your, your starting quarterback getting lost in injury at the beginning of the season, literally four plays in. Or your two best offensive linemen in Elijah Vera Tucker and now Makai Becton getting hurt. Um like then your other tackle, Dwayne Browns have been hurt, right? Um, so I mean, with all the injuries on the offensive line, like on paper, this team's roster could compete with a lot of others uh, at the top of the league. I think we've had the most O line injuries in the league. Um, outside of those, you have Joe Tipman who's been hurt, Max Mitchell's been hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, you got all these guys off the practice squad filling in, and you're not gonna. I don't care who you are, you're not gonna have a successful offense with practice squad O linemen. Right. There's a reason they're on the practice squad. They're there if they need to fill in for a game or two. They can't be permanent starters on the team, and that's what they've been. So I, I think a lot of the criticism for like Joe Douglas and company is very unfair. Um, and if they if they do decide to clean house, I think there's, there's going to be a lot of issues inside that building. Um, Aaron Rodgers is probably going to vouch for all these guys to stay. Um, right. he's they're the whole reason he came over. He loves his coaching staff. He loves Nathaniel Hackett. He loves Joe Douglas, him and Sala love each other. So, I mean, y- you clean house and you have Aaron Rodgers sitting here coming back next year. You're, you're in the same boat where you have an unhappy Aaron Rodgers, and we've seen what that does. Yeah. Well, I've seen a lot of reports saying that you guys are going to be gunning for Devonte Adams this yeah. off season, yeah. which I mean, makes sense. Uh, I feel, you know, offensive line aside, you know, injuries happen. Yeah. On paper, you have a decent old line. Maybe at, you sign somebody to free agency to bulk that up a little bit yeah. more. Another um, tackle. Yeah, yeah, get some, some more depth for that. But, you know, that aside, you have Garrett Wilson, and that's like your only receiver right now. Lazard Al- can't catch a cold. Yeah. No, he Alan has Lazard's at been, least two drops a game. He, he's been horrible. And, the, again, he's another guy that is only there because of Rodgers, the yeah. familiarity. And, uh, I mean, Brees Hall has been your offense Oh, yeah. I, I believe your last four touchdowns that the Jets have scored have all been Brees Hall, right? Yep. Um, and and that's over the course of like the last like four or five weeks. Yeah. Uh, I think we've had three touchdowns in the last four games or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not telling you anything that you haven't already thought or heard, but uh, it, I mean, the, the lack of the lack of weapons definitely isn't helping on top of the offensive line. I think you know Garrett Wilson can't be the only receiver. Yeah. Um, and then what are you guys doing cutting Michael Carter? Well, he stunk. Was it? I he mean, because really bad. Because he's been. St- he couldn't catch a ball. He was our worst pass blocking running back by far. Okay. I think third worst in the league. Um, and he was our third down back. So you have a third down back who can't block and can't catch. Yeah, that's um, fair. Yeah. Well, I I know. And since they, his rookie year, he's been. Yeah, he's he solid. solid. They they also the, really no. like Israel Abanacanda, um, out of Pitt. We yep. drafted him. Um, now he gets his chance to play. True. Anyways, moving on from the Jets. I talk about them enough. I cry about them enough. Um, how about my new favorite team, the Houston Texans? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that offense is electric. It really is. I mean, C.J. Stroud once again put on a show. He did have three interceptions. Um, some could have been very costly. But he was also 27 of 37, 336, and had two touchdowns. Devin Singletary's been really good. He's had a career resurgence for sure. Oh, yeah. Another great game, 22 carries, 112 yards, and a touchdown. Tank Dell, 
been unbelievable. A sneaky wide receiver one. Yep, brought in eight of his ten targets for 149 yards and a touchdown on a deep ball. Amazing catch, amazing throw. Um, and then Nico Collins targeted 11 times, brought in seven catches for 65 yards. Big year so far from Nico Collins. Big year so far from Tank Dell. This offense is a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and uh, I mean, C.J. Stroud, I feel like he's making them look better than they are on top of that. Yeah. I mean, because like, they weren't premier names coming into the you know, this season. Uh, and Stroud, you know, like you said, he had those those three interceptions. They could have been costly, but you know, people need to keep in mind, he's still a rookie. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's we talked about it last week, he's in the MVP conversation, but he's he's a rookie. I mean, he's allowed to make mistakes. And the fact that he hasn't made many mistakes up until this point, like, he's allowed one bad game. And you know what? They still won the game. So, like, the mistakes, yeah, you go over them in the film room, you know, this week in practice and, you know, say you got to correct those. But at the end of the day, as long as you're winning the game, that's what it comes down to. I saw a clip from a podcast. I forget whose it was. It was C.J. Stroud and Tom Brady. And before they signed off, um, I forget who the host was, but he he asked uh, C.J. if he wanted to ask Tom Brady anything. And he asked him this, like, very deep question about um, just, like, staying focused and not letting everything get to you. And I, I think that shows a lot of maturity. I think Tom Brady was definitely blown away by that question mm-hmm. and he gave him an in-depth answer and you could tell CJ's just really, really, really sitting there listening. Um, he, he wants, he wants it. He does. And he wants to keep improving. He wants to stay on top. He wants to keep winning games for Houston and he's going to put together a lot of seasons, a lot of really good seasons for this team. I think um, this is a really bright future for a team that coming into the season I mean, outside of Stroud, I, he's carrying that offense. Um, but, I mean, outside of that, there's not a ton of talent on that roster yeah. on paper. I mean, uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Right, yeah. Because, like, defense, I mean, they, they've invested pretty heavily uh, yeah. in that defense. You had, like, like Derek Stingley made a huge uh, play yesterday. Yeah, he did. Um, and, uh, you know, Will Anderson, uh, he's got good pressure rate. He's still, you know, kind of developing as a pass rusher in the NFL. But He'll be really good. Yeah, I mean, Tank Dell was, what, a third-round pick? Yeah, and Tank so, Dell, he, I mean, if he was a couple inches taller, would have been a first-rounder. Right. No doubt. But he's an, he's an undersized boundary receiver. Mm-hmm. and he, But he's making these plays. He's going up and high-pointing the ball. I mean, his touchdown grab, I don't know if you saw it. I did, yeah. It was sick. And if you have all these guys there where if you can make these good picks later on in the draft, hit on your third, fourth, fifth rounders, you're going to put together a really good team. Yeah. And that's what the Texans are doing. They have good leadership. They have a great head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're going to be a fun team to watch. They are my new favorite team. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, Nico Collins, I mean, he's he's had a breakout season. Yeah. And he's the guy that like, I feel like people were kind of high on fantasy wise, high on going into the last couple of years. But, you know, this year he finally has a competent quarterback to throw to him. Yeah. And he's he's developed and he's making those changes. Like you said, Houston's going to be a fun team to watch down the road in the future. Um, and, I mean, I think we need to appreciate what we have this year as well. I think what they're doing is pretty special. Yeah, Nico Collins, answer my DM. I sent you one last year to come on the show. Um, <laughs> never read it. Anyways, moving on. Um. Yeah, let's talk a little bit uh, about the new RB1 in Pitt, or not-so-new RB1 in Pitt, Jalen Warren. Yeah, Jalen Warren, back-to-back games over 100 yards on the ground. 
Um, he played in 45% of snaps, had nine carries, 129 yards, and a big 75-yard touchdown run. Uh, Najee Harris could not get going. He had 12 carries, 35 yards. And, I mean, Warren's he's taking over the backfield. He looks way more explosive than the guy who looks like he's running in jeans. Yeah, wet jeans. Wet um, jeans. Yeah, no, I mean. Uh, wet Gene Harris. Not, the, the Pittsburgh's backfield was something I was half right about going in this season. Um, I was just, you know, I had the wrong guy. Um, I thought the the improvements they made to their offensive line this past offseason really was going to help out that run game, which it has, but it's helped out Jalen Warren. Najee Harris has been lackluster, um, and like you said, Warren's just way more uh, explosive, and Warren... uh, I mean, yeah, he looks like the guy. And, and what what round was he an undrafted free agent, or was he a, a day three guy? Um, he was well, Oklahoma I know, State or Oregon State. It was one of the. All I know is he, he's been Oklahoma doing State. He's been doing everything that you, yeah. you need need from a running back. And you know, it's nice UDFA. that you, UDFA. Okay, so it's nice that you have that one two punch. Well, you know who else was UDFA and kind of was in the same situation? Austin Eckler. Yeah. Um, so is Jalen Warren the next Austin Eckler? I'm not going to go that far in saying that, but he's he's sure playing like it. Yeah, and Najee Harris is looking like Trent, Trent Richardson light right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it, it's it's tough. You know, whenever you take a, a running back in the first round, you're never going to live up to those expectations because a first round running back, you need to play like Barry Sanders to justify the selection with such a, a, a position that is so interchangeable. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, so I mean, it, it's. It's a losing battle whenever you take a, a running back in the first. You know, the Giants have been dealing with it for years with Saquon. Uh, I mean, the yep. Raiders with, with Jacobs, no matter how productive Jacobs is, it's never going to justify that first-round selection. You know, then then you got you – know, I mean, Bijan might be in the same boat too. You, you, you're picked eighth overall, J- yeah. Jameer Gibbs. I mean, with the Lions, we talked about it all. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just when you get, when you get a, a running back – that's a UDFA like Jalen Warren. He's Rashad playing. Rashad Penny. And he's playing. <laughs> and he's playing the way he is. Um, again, it, it just goes to show like you don't need to spend a high high pick on. You know, hundred percent. Um, and that's why teams just shy away from it nowadays. Right. Unless you have like a generational guy like B. John Robinson, who's just underutilized in Atlanta. Right. Um, there's really no reason to go out and take a running back. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. Uh, James Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, Jaleel McLaughlin was putting up some big games for Denver. Yeah, like I, there's you can name off tons of running backs that either drafted late rounds, undrafted that come out and outperform all these first round guys. Right. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's something you got to keep in in mind going into you know your fantasy seasons. You know, come around. Come We've seen dra- in KC. Yeah. Speaking of Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I mean you have Isaiah Pacheco who was what a seventh six, round seventh round pick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um but yeah, I mean it's something you definitely gotta keep in mind going in your fantasy drafts next season is you know you know the the the, the running back position, especially with all the injuries that happen. So many teams are just gonna shift over to running back by committee. And and that's the other thing. I mean, it's really rare to find somebody that's a sole the sole running back uh, or workhorse back in that offense. You don't even see it in uh, Tennessee anymore. No, Derek you got Ty J. Spears. Still, Ty J. Spears splitting carries now. So, I mean, you don't see it very often. The only teams like... I mean, it's San Fran. San Fran, and I, I, 
even Denver, some not Denver, um, Dallas. I mean, Tony Pollard, he's he's been pretty bad. He's but been yeah, he's still getting a bulk of the work. Oh no, Rico Dowdle's been getting a, a lot of the, the work last as couple well. of weeks now. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Vegas is the only other team that really yeah. comes to mind that has a w- true workhorse back. Well, it was supposed to be Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, but so I mean, yeah. Um, moving on, uh, Trevor Lawrence kind of returned to the form that. Everyone thought he'd be playing at. Yeah, 24 of 32, 262, two touchdowns. Added five carries for 17 yards and two more touchdowns on the ground. Um, looked very comfortable connecting with Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. Seven catches, 103, two touchdowns. And I mean, this like you like you said, this is what people expected out of T-Law coming into the season, and he hasn't really lived up to it. He's had a very up-and-down season, um, more lows than highs, honestly. But if he can return to this form, the Jags are going to be very dangerous. Yeah, I mean, and... Everything was lined up for, for Lawrence going into the season. Um, you know, it's just been a matter of time. Uh, he, I don't, I don't know what was going on with him early in the season. I mean, because, you know, you already had some pretty good offensive weapons in, the, in that offense. You had, yeah. you know, uh, Christian Kirk. Evan um, Ingram. Evan Ingram. Uh, I mean, Zay Jones hasn't really played much this year. At ETN out of the backfield. But then you added um, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Uh, you know, la- la- late last year, he finally is back from suspension. You know, this was supposed to be the breakout year for Trevor Lawrence, and we haven't really seen that up until this game. This game, yeah. he showed the flash of what everybody, you know, thought he he would be playing like. You know, your first overall pick. You know, this, this is kind of what a, a franchise expects. Um, so it's nice to see not only is he playing well, but that he's um, you know, using his athleticism to his advantage as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, as somebody that has been benching Trevor Lawrence in fantasy the past couple of weeks because, you know, he, he wasn't really doing much. Uh, it's nice to see him have a, a, a big game, and hopefully he can continue this going forward. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding on to him in Dynasty for obvious reasons. Um, I need a lot more of this. Got him and Jalen Hurts in a two-quarterback Dynasty league. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he's he's athletic as all get out. He, um, he has a big frame. He's like 6'6". Yeah. Big arm. I mean, he, he can read a defense it's i don't know what took him so long i don't know if it was just uh, coaching maybe it was doug peterson's fault or what i mean the record doesn't show that he's been playing bad but you know that defense has been playing pretty well as well yeah pretty good as well um and uh one last thing we'll, we'll touch on before we get into our week 12 picks is um well, you know last night the vikings played denver we're recording this on monday we post on tuesday um and Russ is cooking something up in Denver. Yeah. Denver Broncos, let's ride. Um, you know, Broncos have won the last four straight games that they played. The teams they've beaten include the Green Bay Packers, Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, and now the Minnesota Vikings. Red Hot Vikings team, too. Red Hot Vikings team. Chiefs, Bills, Vikings, the last three weeks. I mean, th- those are statement wins. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Denver's now... Five and five, and very much alive in the AFC playoff hunt, which has become increasingly competitive. Um, They're second place in the division. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, Sean Payton. Uh, it, it just it took some time, but now it seems like everything's clicking under it. You know, under him and and uh, Russell Wilson's having a career resurgence. He's thrown for two thousand sixty five yards on the season, nineteen touchdowns passing to four interceptions and has a 69% completion percentage. Nice. nice. Um, but the 19-4 to 4 touchdown-interception ratio, like that, that's not something to 
you know, yeah, skip you can't over really it. write that off. I it's Russ has looked a lot. He's looked like a completely different player than he did last year or the year before. I mean, yeah. this is this is the prime Russell Wilson we saw in Seattle. That he's been playing like, and all of a sudden, you know, Cortland Sutton looks like the wide receiver one he was a few years ago. Jerry Judy, I actually caught some balls the other day. Um, and I mean that that backfield, Javante Williams is back to you know. Well, not not back to he's playing like every you know everyone yeah, I mean, thought he would eventually play. This is this is why I was so high on Cortland Sutton this year. I mean, you didn't know what you had in Russ, mm-hmm. but if things did click, Cortland Sutton was going to be the guy. He's so he makes big plays, right? And he's showing that all year. He's been their guy. He's been so consistent in fantasy as well. Very consistent. Um, I don't know if you want to pull up his his. Yeah, I actually I have him in a league. Um. I mean, cause he's been, I feel like he's been 10 plus points every week. Yeah, he's wide receiver 20. Um, which I mean, that, that's 13, a wide receiver 12, two. 15, 11, 14, 20, 11, 15, 17. Yeah. I mean, the, you, you can't ask for more consistent numbers and out of a wide receiver two, which he's proven he is, he's wide receiver 20. I mean, that that's he scored in five straight games, that, that, seven of the last eight. That's yeah. a, that's almost a guy you got to start every week. Yeah, uh, you you got to get Corlin Sutton in your lineup now because especially now that Russ is starting to to get hot, the Broncos yeah. are starting to get hot. Corlin Sutton's clearly the one. I mean, Jerry Judy, I feel like his attitude isn't there, um, and and you know he he hasn't really panned out the way everyone thought he would. But, yeah, Judy's not been uh, not been great. He's got one touchdown on the year. Yeah, so I mean, again, Denver just needs some time to click under Sean Payton. And they are definitely a dark horse team to watch out for going forward. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, that defense has started to lock up. I mean, given they, they gave up all those points to the Dolphins early in the year, but since that game, they've been pretty locked down. Um, I mean, the, the, they've been uh, holding their, their opponents to, you know, not that many scores. Yeah. They're looking like last year's defense. Yeah. Uh, all right. Moving on. Week 12 picks. First, we got to do our week eleven results. Yep, uh, I went ten and three. I went nine and four. We still have the Monday night game tonight, Philly at KC. Um, we'll pretend. Who are we gonna pretend won this week? Um, I th- I think the Chiefs are gonna win. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> it's if you guys haven't been following. Um, every we've been this is our third Monday we've been recording on. Yeah, the last, last two Mondays, you know, we we haven't seen the game off. yet. Yeah, we've we every team we've predicted to win on Monday while we record up until this point Gets. has lost. Yeah, on Monday night. So on, I, I think KC takes it. Yep, I, um, I believe. KC you know, they're they're, takes they're home team. Uh, you know, they, they've they, got they got that guy. Um, that, that guy that's dating Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, the guy that Taylor Swift put on the map there. Yeah. Um, what is it? Is it um, Jason Kelsey or something like that? Yeah. No. No. It's um Tommy. No Trent. Yeah, Trent no, Kelsey. Trent Kelsey, yeah. Um but no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's going to be a good game. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, it, it's it's it should be a really good game. I hope. I'm still sticking to my prediction. Um I think it's a very low scoring game. I think a lot of people are predicting a shootout. I'm I agree. Gonna stick with a low scoring game here. I, I think so as well. Casey's defense has been really good. Um Philly's D has been keeping them in every game they played. Yeah. There's a reason they're what 8 and 1. Uh so yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really competitive game. I do truly think Casey wins this though. Um, 
I should be more confident in my boys, but I think without Dallas Goddard, that's really going to hinder our, our offensive performance. That's fair. Um, I, going to I week think 12 you guys picks. pull this one off. All right. Well, we're split. <laughs> um, start off. So we have obviously uh, three Thursday games for Thanksgiving. Yep. Uh, we have Green Bay at Detroit is the first first game. The yeah, early game I think Thursday. the I think the Lions win this one, and Turkey Legs going to. Uh, I'm going to go with. Amona. No, it's going to be David Montgomery walking off with a turkey leg. Wow. Man, he uh, the way he runs, he doesn't need any more turkey legs. Um, no, I've Detroit, I've, I've Detroit also um, also winning this game. Uh, I think Green Bay losing Aaron Jones, which we'll talk about a little more later. Uh, I mean, Aaron Jones when he's been on the field for Green Bay, it, it, it's he's a difference maker. It, he is a difference maker. He's a playmaker. Uh, he. I'm not going to say he is that Green Bay offense, but he's a large part of it. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, Detroit. Detroit's one of the best teams in the league. Uh, their their record shows that. Um, I mean, Goff is coming off a pretty bad game. He th- had three interceptions. Yep. I think this is a bounce back here against Green Bay on Thursday. Yep. Uh, Washington at Dallas is the 4 o'clock game. Um, I'm going to go with Dallas here. I'm going to hand my turkey leg to Tony Pollard. I think he finally has a big game. Um, for me, it's gonna be it's gonna be CD, C Lamb. He has a, another huge day. Um, you know, I mean, man, it sucks that they're the four o'clock game because I'm gonna have to eat right before I watch this game. I'm gonna throw up everything I ate right after. <laughs> I, I I can't watch Dallas play football. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have Dallas winning. I have CD Lamb going off. Uh, I mean, Washington they just lost to the Giants. Yeah. Uh, although I think Washington might make this game. Somewhat competitive. Uh, Dallas ultimately is going to take it. Yep. The night game for Thanksgiving. San Fran at Seattle. Yes. You know what? I'm going to change my pick. Really? Yeah. I know it's hard to play in Seattle. Yeah, I think Geno Smith walks away with a turkey leg. I have San Fran. I think Kittle walks away with the turkey leg. I just I could see him on that sideline devouring. (laughs) Yeah, I can picture it. Um, I'm going to go Seattle, though, just because... um, I made a prediction against my dad. My dad was like, oh, this game's going to suck. San Fran's going to kill him. I said, nope, Seattle's going to win. You watch it. So I got to stick with it. Yeah, I'm going San Fran. I mean, this would be a lot closer for me if Seattle didn't lose Kenneth Walker. Yeah. I mean, he, he has that oblique strain, which... Uh, Charbonnet time- legacy game? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it, Kenneth Walker's timetable is questionable. Uh, he's definitely missing at least this game. It's Thursday. Uh, I got to go San Fran. And yeah. then... Black Friday, we have yeah. a special game. Yeah, the Dolphins at my Jets. Um, you know, before the season, or actually before the fourth snap in week one, <laughs> I was going to be attending this game. I I will be sitting on my couch watching this game now, um, and I will be watching the Miami Dolphins with a big win. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's great after you, you know, have stayed up since 3 in the morning waiting in line to get – you know, 50 bucks off a new TV. You get to go home and watch uh, Miami absolutely spank your Jets. Uh, but, no, I, I, I have Miami winning. I mean, the Jets, we talked about earlier. Yeah. Uh, they, their offensive is non-existent. Um, Miami's D has actually stepped it up the last couple of weeks, especially this past week. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, who's stopping Tyreek? Sauce? I mean, I don't think anybody can stop Tyreek. No. Sorry. <laughs> It's okay. I'm just, uh, I'm playing this game in my head right now. 
and I just see deep balls all day long, <laughs> all day long. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. That one's going to be rough. Um, New Orleans at Atlanta. Yeah, I'm so back and forth in this game. Me too. The only reason I'm taking Atlanta isn't because they're home. It's because... Desmond Ritter's back? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, I mean, Ritter's back and it is home. But uh, New Orleans is, what, 5-5? Five and five. Atlanta's 4-6. and six. If Atlanta wins this, they're tied for the division. Yeah. Top of the division. I just think it'd be a lot more interesting of a you know divisional matchup if Atlanta takes this win. Yeah, I'm going to take Atlanta as well. Um, I think Bijan has a game. I, they're starting to utilize him. Yeah, I mean, this is honestly such a coin flip. Uh, you never know with the NFC South yeah. with those matchups, um, you know, especially uh, with two teams that are so mid. Um, it's I mean, really it's, the battle of mid. Yeah. Uh, speaking of mid, moving on, uh, Pittsburgh is at Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, I got to go Pitt. I mean, Cincinnati, Jake Browning is their starting quarterback now hey, with no burrow. Disrespect. Well, I'm not disrespecting. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I got to go Pitt, too. Um, you know, Browning was electric in college. That's about well, all I have on him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, Pitt, their offense still sucks, um, but their defense is still really good. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think Cincinnati's going to be able to score. Kenny Pickett's worse than Zach Wilson. Yeah, I well, I think a portion of that's also on Matt Canada. Um, which is just a shocker that he still has a job. But, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, you, you going Pitt too? Yeah, I'm going Pitt. Uh, next up, we have Carolina at Tennessee. Will Levis, legacy Another game. battle of mid. <laughs> I, I, I like Tennessee here at home. I do too. Um, very low scoring. I like the under. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think D-Hop goes five catches, 130, and two touchdowns. Levis just hasn't been good. He hasn't been bad. Well, no. Have you actually watched the games? Uh, you no. can ignore the stat score, the, the, the stat sheet, all you want. I try not to watch the Tennessee Titans play football. No, he, Levis has had literally. Actually, he was he was not too bad against Jacksonville. He had a, he's had a second and a half to throw like every play. He has no time. That their offensive line is probably the worst in the league. If only right they now. brought back an offensive tackle that has a podcast that I think used to play for Tennessee. Yeah. And who, you know, is pretty serviceable. Back and he was really good at football. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going Titans. Um, yeah, no, I'm going Titans. But, yeah, I mean, Levis hasn't been, play, been playing bad. It's just, like, literally if you watch the film, he's been getting, like, absolutely swallowed up every play because he has no offensive line. Yeah. Uh, Tampa at Indy. This is going to be a great game. Uh, I have Indy taking it at home. I've got Tampa taking it. Uh, I, I think mean, it's a big Mike Evans day. I could see that. I could see that. Future Hall of Famer, Mike yeah. Evans. Um, New England at the Giants. I I don't even know why they're broadcasting this. but Well, I do if they want to make money, but I don't think they'll make much because not many people are going to be watching this. Yeah, I'm going, um, I'm going with the Giants here. I'm going – well, Giants are coming off a win, but New England's coming off a bye. A loss to the bye week. And <laughs> – New England, um, you know, Bill Belichick is uh, is he still undefeated against rookie quarterbacks? Or, uh, he, I don't even know. Even if he's not undefeated anymore, he still has a ridiculously good record against rookie quarterbacks. And Tommy DeVito isn't just a rookie quarterback; he's wasn't he also a UDFA? Yeah, yeah. So I I just think Belichick, you know, wins this game for the Patriots. I don't. I think they're trying to lose. I think the Giants are trying to lose too, 
but uh, they didn't do a good job of that. Yeah, well, I mean, they're playing Washington. It's tr- kind of hard to do that. Washington's only good when they play you guys. Yeah, yeah. No, Sam Howell turns into freaking Aaron Rodgers when he plays us, and then yeah. you know is is uh, Zach Wilson, Zach Mettenberger when he plays everybody. <laughs> Zach <else>. Mettenberger. <laughs> Um, <laughs> next up we have Jacksonville at Houston. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going with my boys. Yeah, you're going to Houston. I'm going Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville. Uh, I think Lawrence is starting to get it back together. Um, he's starting to get hot. I think he continues the streak here. I can't Houston. not pick Houston. Yeah. Well, um, Cleveland at Denver. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna go Cleveland. This is gonna be a good game, though. Denver, Denver's been so good. They're due though. They're due to lose. Yeah, and and that Cleveland D is the best in the league, arguably. But, yeah, I don't even think it's arguably. I think they're just clearly the uh, best defense. Are they in the still league. on a yards allowed basis? The the best, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Um, so I mean, I don't care who they start at quarterback. I don't care if it's Ryan Mallett, Zach Mettenberger, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Uh, I think Cleveland's winning this outright just because their defense is that good. Did Ryan Mallett die? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, I, well, I mean, he was—he was still a solid quarterback. Yeah, um, Rams at Arizona. I have Arizona winning here. I got Arizona as well. Um, Kyler, Kyler made some really good throws, um, especially his touchdown to Rondale Moore. That was a dot. Yeah. Um, they're coming off a tough loss against a really good Houston Texans team. I got Arizona though at home. I think. Rams have been struggling. Rams are coming off a, uh, a a win though, that they didn't really have any business winning. They did not. Uh, but yeah, Arizona's Arizona's looked surprisingly good since Kyler's gone back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I gotta take him at home. Yeah. KC at Vegas. Yeah, this got to be a KC game for me. Um, I think it's a, a lot closer than it should be. Um, just because KC likes to play their divisional opponents very close, they do. Um, but I think uh, I think Travis Kelsey has a big game. Yeah, I mean, I got especially gotta, coming off a win against the Eagles. I, I got to see. I got to see how KC plays uh, Monday night. But I, I, I'm I'm going KC here. Regardless. I mean, Vegas just they they have been on a little bit of a roll since uh, what is it? Antonio Pierce's name? Yeah, took over as head yeah. coach. Um, and and they like him a lot. He might actually end up getting that job outright after oh, the season. He will. He will. Um, so I mean, I I I think Vegas is playing better, but Aiden O'Connell, Officer Farva, I, I think is no no uh, no match for KC. Yeah, no, I agree. Buffalo at Philly. I think Philly wins this game no matter what. Buffalo has not been playing that great. Yeah, no, I agree. They've been really sluggish. Philly, I mean, what if, if Philly wins against the Chiefs? Um, I I, not as confident about this game, but if they lose, I I'm very confident that Philly takes this. Um, uh, Buffalo, I mean, like I said, they haven't looked that great. Josh Allen's been a turnover machine, and I mean Philly is just one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, I got Philly um, for all the reasons you just stated. Buffalo started off really slow against the Jets, and then uh, they kind of they just had the game handed to them. Oh, uh, plus the I mean Buffalo's D kind of carried them through yeah. that too. James Cook did look good though. He did look pretty good. Yeah, uh, he had a, he had a pretty solid. Josh day. Allen's still looking like, like a good quarterback. I, yeah, I mean, well, but that's the type of quarterback you get with somebody like Josh Allen is you're going to get the guys that makes the big plays, but you're also going to get the guy that makes the turn, turnovers. Yeah, like you're not going to be able to shut 
off the turnovers. Like, but I'd almost it's rather that. It's like he's just not afraid afraid to make throws. That yeah, and making. I mean that's personally what I look for in a quarterback. But then you have some teams or some people that would rather a Brock Purdy that just well, the is surgical. Like, the thing is, you need you need a good defense if you're going to have a quarterback like that. And the Bills yeah. defense has been pretty good, but um. Yeah. Well, it's gotten better. Rasul Douglas has been a great addition for yeah. them. He he's been keeping them in games the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he, he has. I think he's had an interception almost every game since they traded for him. But uh, Baltimore at the Chargers is on Sunday Night Football this week. Uh yeah. Um, Chargers stink. They're, yeah, they're a bad football team. Yeah, I mean, poor Justin Herbert. Because uh, not only does he have bad coaching, but his receivers had a Can't bad cage of the, the drops. This uh, this past week yeah i mean uh quentin johnson had a horrible drop that was ridiculous i think keenan allen who like almost never drops the ball had a a, a drop touchdown yeah which i mean could have changed the outcome of the game drastically uh but i mean i think it still comes down to coaching i think you got to blame brandon staley i think he's got to be the guy to go at the end of the season and you know what i saw a rumor is that bill belichick if, if if he leaves New England, he might end up in I did L.A. See that. with the Chargers, which would make sense. It's an already established quarterback, you know, yeah. franchise quarterback. You have a, a ton of pieces on defense. I, I th- it, think it would be a, a, a kid in a candy store, a yeah. match made in heaven. But I have Baltimore taking the Chargers. I do have Baltimore as well. And then Monday night, the last game of Week 12 is Chicago at Minnesota. This is a coin flip game for me, honestly. Um, I am gonna go Minnesota though. Chicago played pretty well they against did. Uh, against Detroit, um, but I think Minnesota bounces back after a, a very close loss. I think Josh Dobbs has a couple touchdowns, um, and Minnesota takes this one by a score. Yeah, I mean Josh Dobbs has been ridiculous. This, Can this... you take me higher? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been ridiculously. Uh... Good the, the past couple of weeks. I mean, I know they lost against Denver, but they they're another team that was due to lose. They they were on a, a yeah. pretty good win streak. Chicago. I mean, getting Fields back that that Fields to DJ Moore connection was there. Yeah. Uh, again, I mean that that uh, offense is going to keep them in games. I think Justin Fields has a chip on his shoulder. He has something to prove. Uh, I think it will be a close game. I, I still have Minnesota, I still have Minnesota at home though. Yeah, Jefferson should be back. That's right, and if he's not, I'm going to lose my marbles. Yeah. Uh, time for the waiver wire watch. Yes, sir. Uh, kicking it off, we have Zach Charbonnet, uh, Kenneth Walker the third left the game early with an oblique strain and could miss some time. Uh, Charbonnet is the next man up in Seattle, uh, and Seattle took Charbonnet in the second round, so they clearly value the running back pretty highly. Um, he should be a solid running back two in Walker's absence and is currently available in 49% of sleeper leagues. Yeah. Um, next up, we got A.J. Dillon. Um, similar to Walker, Aaron Jones left the game early with an injury. Um, he injured his knee, but the extent is undetermined. He's slated to miss at least Thursday's game. Um, quick turnaround. So uh, Dillon should be a priority pickup if he's available. Um, get him where you can. He's already rostered in 61% of sleeper leagues. And he's probably a borderline RB2 going into this week. Yeah, I mean, Dylan has had opportunities, multiple opportunities throughout the season to, you know, prove that he could be the the back in Jones's absence. But he hasn't been that productive. But also at the same time, I feel like uh, the Packers defense, or not, not defense, offense has started to find itself a little bit yeah. the past couple of weeks, especially this last week. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, one of the guys that is, um, you know, helped in that is Jaden Reed, who's the next guy on this list. Um, staying with Green Bay, we have Jaden Reed. Uh, the Packers offense has been quite lackluster this season, like I just said, and Reed has really been the only bright spot as of late. Uh, Reed has finished as the wide receiver 11 in fantasy in back-to-back weeks, and he looks to be the most reliable option for Jordan Love in general. Uh, Reed ranks as wide receiver 35 this season, but we should continue to see the second-round picks usage grow as the season progresses. Um, he's also only rostered in 43% of sleeper leagues, so you know he's probably still available out there. Yeah. I mean, wide receiver 11, that's borderline wide receiver one numbers. He's put up back-to-back weeks. And the last guy we got, Isaiah Likely. Uh, Mark Andrews suffered a serious injury Thursday. Uh, cracked fibula and damaged ligament in his ankle. Ooh, that's that's tough, man. I thought it was a concussion at first, the way he reacted. Yeah, he was no, like grabbing his head. It was probably just in so much pain. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, a cracked fibula sounds really painful. Yeah. Especially a guy that size. Yeah. Um, next guy up is Isaiah Likely, and he showed flashes last season what he's capable of. He has not shown it so far this year because he hasn't played much. Right. Um, the second-year tight end should be a primary option in the Baltimore offense. They like to utilize tight ends a lot. He's available in 95% of sleeper leagues, so it's very likely that he's available in your league. I see what you did there. Yeah. Very likely. He's very likely not as good as Mark Andrews. <laughs> but he's very likely still going to produce decent stats for you probably fantasy. yeah um but yeah that's gonna wrap up this episode yeah um enjoy your thanksgiving yes um and enjoy eat that all the stuffing food. Enjoy eat all the that football. mashed potatoes and we have no all teams the on pumpkin pie every single team all of your favorite teams are playing yeah um so yeah enjoy football this week get a big week ahead uh check us out on social media we're at ice sports on instagram and tiktok at ice pod on twitter slash x you can check out the video version of this episode on the Ice Pass Sports Podcast YouTube page. We'll see you guys next week. And as always, stay, stay cool. cool.